0: Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter is asleep. Judas is betraying. But Sunday is coming. It's Friday. Pilate is struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday, the disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd, Mary is crying, Peter is denying, but they don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday, the Romans beat my Jesus, they robe him in scarlet, they crown him with thorns, but they don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. See Jesus walking to Calvary, his blood dripping, his body stumbling, and his spirit's burdened. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday is coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning and evils grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nail my Savior's hand to the cross. They nail my Savior's feet to the cross, and they raise him up next to criminals. It's Friday. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming.
1: When great light dawns in Galilee Some say madman, some say king A wonder-working rebel priest Jesus Christ Nazarene He knew well what it would take A song from sin and grace A perfect man would have to die And only he could pay that price Friday's good cause Sunday's coming Don't lose hope cause Sunday's coming Whenever you're done, you better start running Friday's good, cause Sunday is
2: coming
1: So let those soldiers take him in, As his friend betrayed him with a kid There before the mocking crowd Back to the slaughter didn't make a sound. Then carried across the calvary, and he shed his blood to set us free. As the nails went the sky away dark. The attention of the world was on his heart. Friday's good 'cause Sunday is coming David, you're good Better start running Fire good Cause Sunday is coming Then he breathed his last And bowed his head The Son of God With bloody hands and tears on their face, they laid him down inside that grave. That was in the end, but
2: there was.
3: You know, it's really bad. Ann, can you help me out back there? Yeah? Okay. Let's, uh... My name's Randy. Randy. See, (laughs) what, what happens sometimes is Brady and I, we put our notes on the back screen... And we read from that, and it you know, prompts us to what we need to talk about, and then it comes back. <laughs> Woo! I'm not smooth like Brady. Brady keeps, he keeps written notes hiding in the back, you know? He's good. I'm an amateur. Okay. Well, today's Good Friday, and it's a strange thing that we call today Good. But when today is linked with Sunday, we can call it Good Friday because we know that Sunday's coming. But to the friends and family of Jesus, they didn't know. They didn't know that Sunday was coming. So far as we know, we would like you to put this this Friday thing, this Sunday thing, I mean, out of your mind. Put yourself in the place right now of Jesus' mom of Peter, in James' mind, put yourself in their place. Leave Sunday alone for now and place yourself in Saturday, the day after the crucifixion and the day before the resurrection. You know, so far as we know, there's only been one day in the last 2,000 years when literally not one person believed that Jesus was alive. On Saturday morning after Jesus' crucifixion, the disciples wake up after not having slept for about two days. The city that was screaming for blood and crying for his crucifixion was now quiet. The crowds have disbanded, and Jesus is dead. Now, only a handful of followers remain. Friday. Friday was a nightmare day. Friday was the kind of day that was just pure terror, a day that you run fully on adrenaline. On Saturday, when Jesus' followers wake up, the terror is passed, at least for the moment. The adrenaline's gone, and it's replaced with this numbing, numbing fog. They can't go back, and yet they can't see a way forward either. It's a strange day, this in-between day. In between despair and joy, and in between confusion and clarity, and in between good and evil, and in between darkness and light. Those who believe in Jesus, they're gathering probably quietly, and they remember. it's It's what we do it's what people do. We, we, remember, we, we remember things he said and what he taught and things he did and people he touched and people that he healed. And they remember what it felt like when Jesus wanted them. When he said, hey, follow me. They remember their hopes and their dreams because they were going to change the world right next to Jesus. But, now it's Saturday. And maybe they're also talking about what went wrong. What in God's name happened? None of them wants to say this, but, but in their hearts, they're trying to come to grip with this unfathomable thought. Jesus failed. Jesus ended up a failure. We thought he was going to change everything, but it seems he couldn't get enough followers. He, he couldn't convince Pilate. He didn't overthrow Rome. He didn't bring in peace. He couldn't get enough ordinary people to understand his message. He couldn't even train his disciples to be courageous, as one by one they fell away and denied him right when they needed him the most. It's Saturday. And here's the thing, you know Saturday too. Saturday is the day that your dream died. You wake up, you're still alive, you have to go on, but you don't know how. Worse yet, sometimes you don't even know why. There's an author, her name is Shelley Ramble. And in her book titled Spirit and Trauma, she compares the disciples' Saturday, their experience with our experience after trauma. Whether it's from a natural disaster or a house fire or a various types of losses or, or even death, she writes this. After trauma, we're in a holy Saturday place. We can't go back, and what has happened cannot be undone. But we also cannot see a way forward. We can't imagine the changed future. The past affects our present and our future. We have less control over things, people, and even ourselves than we care to admit. We feel powerless. We are powerless. I've been there. Have you? If so, you're not alone. Plenty of other people, including the disciples, were or are they there too? I just had conversations with people in the gathering space before the service who are in their own Saturday right now, week after week after month after month. This odd day raises a question. Why is there a Saturday? I mean, it doesn't seem to further the storyline at all. At, along at all, we we might expect that if Jesus was going to be going to be crucified, then resurrected, God would just get on with it, right? It, it seems so strange for God to spread the two events over three days, but the Bible is full of no, of three day stories. You might remember the Apostle Paul wrote, "Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures." That he was buried and he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15. And those Old Testament scriptures are filled with third day stories. When Abraham's afraid that he's going to have to sacrifice his son Isaac, God provides the replacement sacrifice, when? On the third day. Genesis 22. Joseph's brothers, his brothers get put into prison. And they get released on... The third day, Genesis 42. Israelite spies are told by Rahab to hide from their enemies. And then they'll be safe on the third day, Joshua 2. And when Esther hears that her people are going to be slaughtered, she goes to the king and she goes away first to fast and to pray. And it's only on the third day that the king receives her favorably, Esther 5. All three-day stories have the same format in common. The first day, there's trouble. The third day, there's deliverance. And on the second day, it's just a continuation of trouble. Pastor John Ortberg noted that, and he wrote this. The problem with the third-day story is you don't know it's a third-day story until the third day. When it's Friday, and when it's Saturday, as far as you know, deliverance and being rescued from this Saturday is never going to come. It could just be a one-day story that lasts the rest of your life. On Saturday, in addition to the pain that happened on Friday, there's this pain of silence and this felt absence of God. We call out to God, hear me, listen to me, respond to me, do something, say something, help me. And eventually we're faced with a choice. We can believe that there's not going to be a Sunday. We get used to it and we claim some silly Christian cliche as our own and we, and we move on. Or you believe that you just don't have enough faith So God isn't going to give you the time of day. Or, and I hope you land here, where I keep trying to land, is you can wait, and you can work. And you can work with God even when he feels far away. Rest, ask, whine, complain, and trust all at the same time. And there's real strong precedents for this. Uh, Look at what King David wrote in Psalm 13. I love how David goes right after God. He says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes or I'm going to sleep in death. My enemy will say, I've overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. He lets God have it, and then he comes back around, and he lands with, but, but, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. And according to God, David was a man after his own heart. There's one last quote from John Ortberg I want to share with you. It goes like this. The miracle of Sunday is that a dead man lives. The miracle of Saturday is that the eternal Son of God lies dead. Jesus Christ defeats our greatest enemy, death. Not by proclaiming his invincibility over it, but by submitting himself to it. So if you can find this Jesus even in a grave, if you can find this Jesus even in death, if you can find this Jesus even in hell, where can you not find him? Where will he not turn up? Our big idea today is a quote that I saw from Craig Rochelle. He's a pastor out west. And it's what got me going down this path of exploring this Saturday thing in the first place. And I just found this an amazing quote. This is it. The Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday is a true reminder that God's delays are not God's denials. Sometimes that's really hard for me to swallow when I'm in a Saturday. I, for one, am too quick to jump from delay to denial. I'm so eager to move on and get the problem behind me instead of letting the delay do the work it needs to do in others and in me. I jump. I try to short-circuit God's work And I, like the disciples, am so grateful that my impatience doesn't thwart God's plan. God's plan always prevails, but often at the expense of exercising and growing my faith because I jumped way too fast. My friends, during the Saturdays of your life, don't lose heart, don't give up all hope, Sunday's coming. So as the band comes back out, I want to pray for us and for the, Sunday, or the Saturdays that a lot of us are in right now or have been in or definitely will be in. Would you pray with me? Father, we are so quick to jump, so quick to lose faith in you, We're impatient people, and we're often unwilling to endure the time with hope, the exercising of faith, and a belief that you're actually going to come through. For those of us who've been through Saturdays, we've learned that when Sunday does come, it rarely looks like we think it will. Sometimes it doesn't look at all what we've been praying for, what we've been hoping for what we thought it would look like. But you promise you'll walk through it with us. You'll take us by the hand and guide us and hold us. You bring people around us to support us and encourage us. Something I've been so aware of lately. You are good. So thank you for the grace. Thank you for the grace that you show us, even when we try to jump fast. Like the disciples, the grace for when we do give up on you, you don't give up on us. Amen.
4: Would you stand and join us for worship tonight?
1: People. Come together, strangest neighbors, our blood is one. Children, generations, every nation of kingdom come. So don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head. God is madly in love with you, so take courage, hold on, be strong, remember where our help comes from. Everything with breath repeaters All is chill and clean and pure heart.
5: the floor, help us to be here, to not try to push other thoughts away, but just to surrender them to you, to invite you into our minds, to invite you into our hearts so that we can just be completely integrated with ourselves and integrated with you. Help us to be here on this night, trusting that there's no better place for any of us to be trusting that you have something for us here. You have something for us as we meet eyes with people around us, as we just breathe in in your spirit. And I ask that you just be with us throughout the rest of this night. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat.
4: So we want to take some time this evening and just... Slow down, slow, th- um, slow our hearts. Oh God, we're thankful to be here together tonight. We want to create space. Um, just time for you to listen as uh, we share a couple songs that are on our hearts, songs that have impacted us and mean a lot. So the song I wanted to share with you guys tonight is uh, it's called Spirit Lead Me. When I first heard this song uh, four years ago and I immediately fell in love with the the words and the message in the song, I just, God knew, God knew I needed to hear this song. Um, I was driving in my car and it came on and I just started crying in thankfulness because I was in a season of life where there was just a lot of uncertainty and unknowns. And because of that, uh, I was living in this, this space of fear and worry, and it was constant, and it was overwhelming, and it was exhausting. Um, so when the song came on, it was just this release in me. Um, just these thankful tears. Like Finally, God, yes, this is what heart is saying. This is what my heart needed. If you're going through something similar, if you are in a season of doubt or worry, um, I hope you find this song just encouraging.
6: Mãe Could press me. You took me further, further than I was asking. And simply to see you, it's worth it.
5: So, uh, at the beginning of, like, when the, when the lockdown, like, very first happened, um, I was doing these Facebook Live, uh, started off as worship sessions, and then I kind of just was doing, like, a lot of other genres of music, but um, I think for it was the second one that my, I was asking people what songs they might, what worship songs they might want to hear, and my grandma um, said she wanted rescue by Lauren Daigle and I had never heard it before. And so, um, I listened to it and I was like, Oh, this is is cool. Um, but it didn't like necessarily mean much more to me other than I thought it was a great song. Um, but at the, at that same time, I, um, was also, uh, had just recently gotten into a relationship with somebody that I was certain I was gonna spend the rest of my life with um, and I had given my heart away completely and was just head over heels. Um, about seven months into the relationship I was handed a piece of information that was incredibly jarring and it kind of just turned my whole life upside down. Um, And then after that, not only was the information jarring, but uh, he also just was gone, and I didn't hear from him after that. Um, It undid me and sent me into a type of depression that I didn't know was possible. And I remember one moment just sitting in my bathroom and it felt like it felt like my like spirit was gone. And I remember thinking, is this what it feels like to lose the will to live? And um, over the next couple years, I just you know went through an entire process of like kind of gathering all my all my pieces back together. And um, quite a few Lauren Daigle songs actually started to mean a lot to me at that point. Um, but this this song, "Rescue," uh, I became so grateful to my grandma for introducing it to me because um, it gave me something to cling to when. And I I truly discovered what the word hope means in a way that um, that was brand new and. I started to believe in miracles in a different way. Like, you could believe that the worst thing has happened. and um, But I wasn't dead, so I'm like, well, I guess maybe there's something still still out there for me. And, um, and so this song, Rescue, I just clung to it, along with a lot of other songs. And I think it's also just really fitting for a Good Friday, because I think that's what that's what Jesus is is doing. He's just coming here to to rescue us with love, um, and I cling to that, and I um, hope in that, and I am so grateful that um, love is real and it is powerful, and these relationships that keep us alive in our lives are powerful and so not to be taken for granted um and so I'm gonna sing this song and I um hope that it can be a, a treasure for you as well
6: so is your ass
3: I'm sure we could each come up here and talk of our stories of Saturday. For those of you who have been through Saturdays, walk with those who are in one now. And share with them the stories of rescue. Share with them how God brought people alongside of you to encourage you, to bless you, to walk with you. I've had a front row seat to many of your Saturdays some of you have a front row seat to many of mine we're in this together and Jesus uses each one of us to make a difference in the lives of each other the rescue that we're celebrating today actually began a long time ago it started in genesis 3:15 and when god then already began to share some of this plan of rescuing of redemption but right now, I'd like to go back to the night before Good Friday. It's Thursday night. And Jesus is with his followers and they're gathered around the table at the what we call the Last Supper. But they didn't know. They didn't know it was the Last Supper. They had no idea the trauma that was right in store for them, right in front of them, in just the hours to come. And today... The same is true of many of us. You and I could have years of peace and prosperity and or trauma can be right around the corner. We just don't know. We live in a broken world that in itself is in its own Saturday. It's, it's straddling the day when creation broke. In the first days. And we're looking forward to the final day when Jesus is coming back and he's gonna make everything right. But in the middle here, it's our world's in a Saturday. And Jesus spoke these words to his followers at the Last Supper, and it applies to us just as much as it applied to them. He said, Remember me. With all that is to come, remember me. When life gets hard, remember me. When your future is numb and you can't see through the fog, remember me. When you have no place to turn, remember me. Resist the temptation to grab your heart and to wall it off and to hold it tight. Rather, hand it over to Jesus. Allow him to speak his truth to it. Allow him to do the work that only he can do with it. And as you take the bread and you dip it into the juice, remember that Jesus' body was broken for you and his blood was spilled for you because he loves you dearly. Remember and believe that his sacrifice is fully and unconditionally restoring the broken relationship between you and your Heavenly Father. And there is absolutely nothing you can do to separate yourself from God's love. So, if celebrating this beautiful gift is something you're ready for, you're at your place in your spiritual journey where this is a step for you, this is the thing you should do and you want to do, then please, please, Come to one of the stations up here in the front or or in the back to receive God's promise of restoration.
6: I am here I am free
4: for you guys. If you want to stand up and join us singing.
1: That's I searched the world But he couldn't feel me empty breaks the treasures of faith Are never enough You came along and put me back together, and every desire is now satisfied.